0: Greetings. This is Jason Hill, and this is the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in Chicago. Let's get to this week's episode. Here's my co-host Mike Sherek.
1: All right, welcome so everyone. Man, this is this is go Mike Sherek, this is Into the, the Gap, and my partner Jason Hill is uh,
0: sheltered in place. Dude, how you doing? Hey Mike, I'm in Elgin. I'm in the lock, the, the shut in. What? Well, I. Don't, what, what do we call this thing? Buddy? Shelter in um, place. Yeah. Shelter in place, or yeah. um, but I'm in Elgin. Um, Some may call it martial law, but that's. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> well, we're probably going there. You know. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm guessing. but right now I'm 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 sheltered. I have a bad cold. I don't. My doctor told, me, as I was telling you, my doctor told me to get the hell out of his office
2: because I don't
0: <laughs> have the virus and it just. There's a cold bug going around. You said this is part of the problem. Everybody yeah. who has, like, the common flu, the rhinovirus, yep. there are two strands, three strands of colds going around are filling doctors' offices.
1: Yeah, and, and that's yeah. why the panic is such a problem. Something like 93% of the tests now are showing up negative.
0: Yes. You know, yeah. for, for the
1: contravirus. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the contravirus. We're, really, we're not going to talk so much about the virus as much as how people are being with it. And how they're yeah. dealing with it, and this show is really about leadership. So we're also gonna we're gonna talk about the leadership, uh, or the lack thereof, depending on your perspective, uh, that's being demonstrated n- not only across the country but particularly here in the state of Illinois. Um, yes. And you know, Jay, you know, I didn't run this by you, but I, I put out on a social media today. I, I want to open up the phone lines. I I, I usually don't like phone calls, mm-hmm. um, because it takes us off. You know, we've got a short period of time and we've got a pre structured thing we're trying to accomplish, even though it doesn't sound that way. But, right. uh, so I don't really like phone calls, but I, I kind of want to invite people in to kind of create and begin this, this kind of discourse and sense of community that's out there and really get where people are at. Um, I think,
0: I think that's a great idea. I mean, with the whole thing of, self-quarantine and social
1: distancing, Yeah, you know, it, it might be a good idea for people. To yeah, do, so. so the number's 877-711-5611. Again, the number's 877-711-5611. If you call in, our guy Randall will answer the phone, and uh, we can bring you in. It's going to be, typically we have a topic or a guest. Uh, today we're just going to talk about, you know, the world has changed in the last two weeks. We weren't here last week, and we were making jokes and goofing off, and then... Uh, two weeks ago and here we are and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different world. And it's a uh, different
0: world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, our primary attention is going to be on um, uh, really leadership and how things are going, but I really want to look at, you know, that's why I love having Jason here. Jason's truly is a philosopher and really looking at things like, you know, is the American ideal and American exceptionalism, is it over, you know, or is this just a setback, you know? Yeah. So, well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway,
0: man, how, how are you? Wh- wh- what's your take on this whole thing? What do, what do you see is going on? You know, well, I, I was telling my partner that I was reading an article 14 years ago. I just resurfaced it because I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, a research, I'm a I'm a academic, so yeah. I, I, I keep all my files. And the the, the article was called "The Coming Pandemic." And then this morning at four o'clock, I couldn't sleep. So I woke up and I read an article from the Washington Post that said that President Bush was warned by his national intelligence agencies Mm -hmm. and by scientists Mm -hmm. about this issue in early January, You know, after it had struck China. President Bush or President Trump? President Trump, and he didn't take it seriously. I mean, this is a man who two weeks ago was saying that, telling Sean Hannity that his hunch was that the death toll was lower. Telling people that it was, you know, sort of like a conspiracy by the Democrats to yeah. bring him down. To go out and shop, to go out in the malls. Who wasn't taking this thing very seriously at all.
1: Yeah. Randall's, Randall's taking a call in there, and we can hear him. So, yeah. Don't keep on going, Jay. It's fine.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I think you know the, the 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 Trump administration existed in a has continued to exist in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And has treated this like it's the flu when scientists have said it's Ten times deadlier than the flu. Yeah, it's more contagious than the flu. Yeah, it's it's a pandemic and anybody who knows what a pandemic is should research What a pandemic is when yeah. scientists say that something is a pandemic you take it quite seriously Yeah, and they've continued to exist in this sort of, you know hermetically sealed bubble and um, and I think conveyed to the American people that somehow um their investments and this is something we'll talk about mm-hmm. these four four senators three republicans and one democrat yeah. setting off their stocks in january yeah uh as early as january uh, in a clandestine meeting in the senate talking about the coronavirus yeah that's that's pretty
1: stocks. to me that's pretty criminal actually you know that's and, and that criminal. should be if there's a cause for impeachment i believe one of them was diane feinstein
0: right yeah, Diane Feinstein, Kelly right. L- L- Lofill from Georgia, James Inhole from Oklahoma, uh, Diane Feinstein, Richard. Burr the from New guy Carolina. from
1: Oklahoma. Yes.
0: So Richard we got Burr.
1: we got someone on the line. Who do we got? Uh, Randall, Neil from England. Oh my God! Let him on. What's <laughs> up,
2: man? Good morning, Mike.
1: We've got someone across the ocean. That's awesome. How you doing, brother? That's
2: awesome. Welcome. <laughs> I'm okay. How are you?
1: I'm good. What's going on in England, brother?
2: Oh my God! Yeah, it's, we, we we've got the best of worlds and we've got the worst of worlds. Uh, such a dichotomy at the moment, like in the UK. Really? What's what's so got, what's uh, working? People. So we've got people who are setting up Facebook groups saying, "You know, I've got some a bit of spare food in my cupboard. Does anybody want it? Oh, man. You know." So yeah. uh, people. Driving around delivering uh, groceries and medicines, and on the opposite side we've got people buying extra visas and then hoarding <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It, in the UK, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like uh, with you guys out in the US. I mean, it it it's such a what's uh, the word I'm looking for? It's such a sort of dichotomy between the haves and the haves not. You know, the people who are really putting themselves out and helping their fellow communities and the other people who couldn't give a you-know-what uh, yeah. and don't care, and it, it's just hard. You, yeah. know, you know, I come from a bit of a military background, you know, going back to the Second World War. You know, my uncle fought with the U.S. on Gold Beach and things like that and fought his way across France. He'd be turning in his grave since we've become— when do we become so selfish, Mike?
1: Yeah, I, brother, I think that's what happens when people get fearful, man. Jay, what do you think? What do you think about the selfishness and the self-involvement?
0: Well, I think it brings out the di- dichotomous nature of, of, of human nature itself. I think yeah. in any sort of natural disaster, you see two sides coming out. You see the best within people, the lowest common denominator, yeah. and sometimes you see the best, the best within people. Yeah. And uh, the, the question I would like to ask the caller is, um, you know, do you see that the seriousness of this this pandemic falling along political lines? As it certainly is in the United States of America, where conservatives—and I speak as a conservative, independent conservative—seem to be taking it less seriously here, uh, or seem to have taken it less seriously in the past. Is that the case in England?
2: Yeah, that's certainly what the, so. That's what we see in the UK uh, from here in the UK, uh, in UKJ. So we see uh, the president, perhaps, of the US not. He seems to be treating it as, as not being serious. You know, I see some of the press conferences. You call somebody and you say, You're a bad reporter. I don't know if you saw yeah. that clip, and the guy was just asking him. Hey, Neil. You know, you're being we very. Gotta, optimistic we got to take a break, brother. A oh, sorry?
1: We got to take a break. Thanks so much for calling in, man. We got to move on, though. Okay. Okay. Thanks, brother. It's great to hear from it, you. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. guys.
0: Jason Hill here, and I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of Into the Gap, which airs every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from fifty ninety AM and 95.9 FM, the Smart Talk app, tune in, or wcgoradio.com. The podcast is available from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Find it, rate it, and subscribe. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to my co-host Mike at MikeSchurek. At gmail.com
1: Dallas Cowboy Hall of Fame coach Tom Landry once said a coach is someone who has you see what you don't want to see and has you hear what you don't want to hear so you can always be the person you knew yourself to be hello I'm Mike Sherritt, founder and president of the Mike Sherritt group and Mike Sherritt coaching we are an executive coaching and leadership development organization with offices in Berlin Illinois and Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Successful organizations begin with the self-awareness and authenticity of its leaders. And in today's world, we are all leaders. If you or your organization has a big vision, or you know there's another level you can go to, please give us a call at 630-643-6336. If you're one of the first three people who call us today, you will be eligible for a free IMX leadership assessment and debriefing, a $550 value free to you and your organization. So give us a call at 630-643-6336 and take it on.
0: Okay, back to the show now. Here's my co-host, Mike Schreit.
1: It's becoming really apparent to me, the impact, especially of the media. And when I look at three big media outlets, uh, Fox News, uh, MSNBC, and CNN, I'm not sure you can believe anything that comes out of any of those regardless of where you're at, you know?
3: No, I, I completely agree. I actually try and watch all three just to, you know, disseminate my own, you know, my own conclusion. Yeah. Because J- it's, it's, you can't, you can't believe everything, right? You, I'm just looking for facts. Yeah. I'm looking for exactly. answers. And, you this know, is, as, yeah. that's what we need.
1: Jay,
0: Jay, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, panic, a lot of panic, I think is called, caused by the absence of facts. Yeah. And, What's needed is tell the people the truth. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think it's I don't speaking as a conservative here. I don't think it's really fair to blame the media. I think the administration has to take some some fall and has to be called accountable for this. When no matter what the media says, when our government mm-hmm. and our president is trivializing this pandemic and telling people that you know like again telling Sean Hannity, oh my hunch is that the scientists <laughs> are wrong that the death rate is lower than it is. Yesterday when he went on television and went against the scientists saying that, you know, he thinks this, this new drug, uh, treating malaria will cure it or will ease ease the the the, the symptoms. And the scientist said, no, for Kiwi, he said, no. There is no evidence. And Trump says, well I'm usually right about everything. This is this is crazy. I mean, so I I think we, we can't just blame the media. We, Real- I'm not,
1: I'm not blaming just the media. I'm, I'm saying really it's leadership and the media yeah. and the media is also, they're biased too. Like, like if, if in the days of Walter Cronkite, right. Yeah. You, you would have someone that would kind of be a true North. You know, we don't yeah. have that in the media. You know, that's what I'm pointing to. Yep. I, I think the fish always starts to stink from the head. Every situation I've gone into where there's been a breakdown, the first place you look at is the leadership. Without a doubt. That's the first yeah. point of examination. And when we look at the breakdown here and what's going on, you know, in our government, in our culture, in our, our country, you know, you got it. You got to go to the top and you got to inquire there. I'm not I'm not making any accusations. I'm just saying everything I know about leadership, everything I know about systems, when there's yeah. a breakdown, it starts at the top.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: That, that's what I'm saying.
3: Oh, well, uh, Absolutely, and let me, let me challenge that for a moment. When you, when you think about it, mm-hmm. we, the people, are at fault.
1: Well, we, you know, exactly. A democracy. No, you're right. We elected the leaders. I know.
3: And, and that's where I think, you know, people are up in arms about, you know, taking these political stances on social media and on the internet, mm-hmm. but they're, they're failing to realize that we, if you have a problem with leadership, we created it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, it's,
1: George Bernard Shaw says, we, we, we get the shape. government we deserve. Yeah. yeah, exactly,
3: Rocco. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in Pennsylvania here, our governor did a mandatory, non-life-sustaining business shutdown.
1: Mm-hmm. We got that yesterday.
3: So, yeah, yeah, and, and with no end in sight, mm-hmm. and so people are up in arms because one of those is legal services, right? And, and under the Constitution of our state, yep. technically, the judicial branch has to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. governs the legal the legal industry. So everybody's up in arms, but again, elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people elected him. Yep, and and now he's you know, a lot of these governors. I think are overreaching their powers because of the fear and, pan- and panic. You know, the media has give has created the opportunity for the leaders. We as the people have elected to overreach power. Yeah, because of the fear <laughs> and panic, no one's questioning. You know, there's talks about our governor, what he's doing. We can't even question it because the courts are closed.
1: Yeah, yeah, we no, can't even challenge it. You know, Rocco, again, I think that's such a such an important point because what I've seen is so many people are willing to abdicate responsibility for this. And really the real responsibility, I agree with you a thousand percent, begins in the mirror. And we have to look. Each yeah. and every individual here has to look. And there's so many other things. Like, you know, this thing has been going on for 10 days. And how can people – people don't have 10 days of financial reserves,
3: you know, um, that yeah. if they – yeah. Like, individual responsibility.
1: Yeah, and there's been a, there's been a re- huge lacking of that and I think there's going to be so many things that pop up that really I think are opportunities for us to really build on and improve. We can get into the whole supply chain and all of that. We you and I have talked about a little a yeah. little bit about that. So Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. It,
3: it, yeah, it's it's definitely going to expose a lot of things in America that we hope we learn from, grow from and on the other side come out stronger. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to take a break in about a minute and a half. Jay, you got anything before you uh,
0: go to break? I don't, I'm not, uh, yeah, I just want to say I, I don't, I'm not optimistic that people will learn too much from this. I think people will revert. I have to say as a philosopher, as an academic philosopher, people are going to revert back to form because I see even, I mean, I I'm, I, I see even yeah. people responding to this pandemic by saying still it's it's a, it's, it's a plot in, to, to <laughs> impeach the government, to, to impeach the president. And um, that still comparing it to the flu, where scientists are saying that it's not like the flu. Yeah. So people are still stuck in their curated silos, believing what they want to believe, in spite sometimes of the facts that are there, that are transparent. And uh, it's just in a very unfortunate place that we are, where we can't, we can't surrender to the truth and, and close ranks. Yeah. This should be this should be a moment where we're closing ranks, and uh, and and preserving health, and 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 instead it's it's actually attacking people politically. which yeah. it really yeah. should be.
1: So we're gonna have to break. Rocco, thanks so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, take care of you and your family, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Okay. Bye same. Okay, bye bye. Okay, we're back. This is Mike and Jason Hill, and this is Into the Gap. And we are uh, talking about what's going on out in the world today, man. This coronavirus thing and the the shelter-in-place order in Illinois. So uh, uh, what we're doing is we're taking calls today, too. If you want to give us a call, give me a call at 877-711-5611. That's 877-711-5611. Yeah, Jay, you were, uh, at, right before the break, you were talking about, you're not hopeful that we're going to learn from this.
0: No, not really, because yeah. I just see where... In, I well I just see we're in the media and among the Trump supporters and the Democrats the, the party line and the, those yeah. who drank drunk the Kool-Aid and are still cultists are still cultists and if I think if, 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 if Trump Trump nuked China tomorrow his cultists would find a way to excuse it but I have to say one thing my guy Tucker Carlson you yeah. know I, I, I'm a great admirer of talking not because I've been on the show but but he's really an exception. He's calling out yeah. Trump. He's calling out, he called out Burr yesterday and said he, he better account for why he sold his stock. Yeah. Or he, he needs to resign from office. Yeah. So I see some hope within the conservative camp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, Who, uh, there's, um, you know what, Jay, it's, it's funny. It might be where we live is differently and where we work is differently. You know, you live in the city most of the time and, and work in academia. And I think those are two areas where there's, you know, it's more polarized. I live out in the burbs. I live forty-five miles from here, you know? And I, I, I I'm seeing a sense of normalcy a little bit, right?
0: It- yeah, but I'm watching I'm watching the news. I'm watching news like nine hours a day. I'm even tapping going across the country. I'm not I mean, it's not I'm not getting my information from like academia is the last place I would look for anything yeah, significant. Okay. I mean, I'm watching the news. I'm 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 seeing you know, I'm, I'm I'm seeing getting the temp of the country.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure the news. I, I don't know. This gets into where I'm not trusting the news, and I'm thinking I'm thinking the news is there to create clicks and to create stir and, and that type of thing. And and that's not where I'm, uh, you know. So I I'm I don't
0: know. Well, what's normalcy for you? I mean, maybe we have different because I don't yeah. I don't think things are not normal. I just think that people. What I'm seeing is people are actually coming together. You know, people
1: are are, uh, reducing, it doesn't occur like there's as much panic. Hey, hey, Randall, we can hear you. So if you can turn it down. Thanks. Um, yeah, we, uh, I I think there's less, it it just seems like there's less intensity out by, by us, you know? And, and I don't know if that's true or not. You know,
0: I I think it's the same in Chicago. I think it's across America. Americans are very resilient people. Yeah, they are. One thing I like about Americans and I think American exceptionalism is going to triumph. Over this is that Americans are resilient. They're benevolent people. Mm -hmm. They they are. They're optimistic. I've, I've said this before. You know, a tornado comes and it wipes out a farmer, a farmer's entire harvest. And unlike the Indian farmers who commit suicide in droves, mm-hmm. he or she starts over from scratch and says, "Well, that's life." Yeah. Uh, Americans have a can-do. We're, we're fixers. Yeah. We we fix stuff and we solve problems. And um, but what I said earlier about it not healing the political divide, mm-hmm. I think that's quite serious, based on what I learned from following social media, Twitter. Um, looking at the responses, looking at the statistics that are coming out there, if you can trust the media, but how people think government is, uh, handling of the the pandemic, and yeah. it seems to be falling again along strictly political lines. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, and I think w- why I brought up Tucker Carlson was I said that he seems to be one among a few conservatives who are saying, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dissenter here. And I don't care whether I'm a conservative or not. There just seems to be some sort of a set of irregularities mm-hmm. and a set of irresponsible um, actions that were by default not taken by the administration uh, in terms of early warnings that, I mean, look for, for heaven's sake, New, York's, New York City has a four-day supply of ventilators left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this yeah. should not be. This should not be the case in a capitalist country like America. We're a productive country. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's the thing. We have allowed. We have. Ha- what I think has happened, Jay, is we've we've had it so good here for so long. Yeah. And we've had such poor leadership for so long. We've kind of gotten used to having incompetency, in in, in, in an absence of expertise, and an abs- absence of um, ability in leadership. Yeah in lieu of supporting the biased and partisan nature of things, and we've grown grown in a bigger and bigger divide. And yeah. my hope is, and this speaks to your American exceptionalism, is that two sides are so far apart now that they're actually going to break away from the rest of the, the world, and yeah. we can actually have a, uh, for lack of a better word, a, a reinvention of our political system.
2: Yeah, And it starts yeah. with
1: the, uh, the getting rid of some of the Corruption that exists, as you pointed out, with those four people, I and mean, those four people should be extracted
0: like that. You know, and you know, to so just as further evidence, as Heather McDonald, who is a conservative writer whom I respect quite, quite, quite deeply, she wrote an article in the New Critic had the audacity to compare Jay, you to broke the up Spanish. a little bit there for a second. She had the audacity to compare to the Spanish flu yeah. and said that thirty four thousand Americans died in the Spanish flu. And we didn't shut down cities. Well, it, it's, I wish you'd taken one of my logic classes because she's begging the question. Maybe the reason 34,000 people died is because we didn't take the precautions yeah. that we're taking out. That was 1918. This is yeah. 2020. Yeah. You know? Um, and you see, it, it just irks me when you see people who think that because they hold a polit- particular, pa- particular political position
1: yeah.
0: that they have to have a position about this pandemic. And, uh, you know, two GOP senators, uh, a Congress persons, men, just tested positive yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the House is in, is in disarray because now yeah. they're going to have to do online voting. Yeah. Um, I
1: think what – actually what I heard they're going to do is they're going to come in groups of three or four.
0: Three or four. Well, I heard that too, yeah. Yeah,
1: because yeah. Yeah. I don't – I think there's some provision where they can't do it online for
0: whatever reason, but they actually have to show up. So this, well, vo- this vote they- may
1: take days.
0: You know? if, if they don't have a quorum and enough of them going to quarantine yeah, is the fear. They may have to do it. They may have to make some, some amendments and go and do it online.
1: Yeah. That that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. It, it, this is an unprecedented time in our,
0: in our, uh,
1: in our history. And I think, you know, whenever there's an unprecedented time, the old rules fly out. So then you have to rely on some basic principles of reasoning and logic. And, and that's why it's so great to have you here because you're a, Professor of philosophy. So what what do you see are the things that people can rely on now when the old rules are gone and leadership is bare?
0: Well, I think they have to rely on a, a sense of we have to go, you know, community has become obsolete. And uh, that's just an unfortunate part of late-stage capitalism, of which I'm a defender of capitalism. Mm-hmm. But we have to go back to all, all forms of community yeah. in, in, and reinvent new forms of community in this age of social distancing and, and self-quarantine. Yeah. Um, or, because nobody's really talking about the psychological effects. Yeah. We already suffer from an epidemic of loneliness and alienation in the age yeah. of social media. And nobody's really talking philosophically about the effect psychologically that this is going to have on children, on adults, uh, this, you know, self-quarantine, the social distancing. Mm-hmm. So I think to answer your question, we have to recover new forms of what it's like to rebuild communities. You know, because-
1: you know Jay, I think one of the things that, that, that's shown up to me, and again, I, I think you know this, I, I spent the first 25 years of my career in manufacturing at a variety of different levels, you know? And uh, one of the things I think we're, we're really going to have to address is our relationship to the supply chain. Yes. And we've had so much emphasis on the logistics piece of it and not at the sourcing piece. And the right. sourcing piece is where stuff is manufactured. And I think we really have to get into and, and, and think about manufacturing as a national security issue.
0: Oh, oh. That's the thing I want. I, I was so hoping you'd say this, that, that yeah. at the end of this, yeah. I hope that we will find systemic ways of decoupling ourselves from China. Absolutely. And our or addiction to its poison laden, yeah. inferior yeah. Cheap consumer goods. Yeah. You know, children, women, ba- mothers put their, their toys, mm-hmm. uh, at their children at risk when they buy these, these, these toys manufactured in China. And scientists have been saying for years, Keep those toys out of your children's mouths. Yeah. Nobody listens to it because we all like our cheap, yeah, manufactured goods. We've become goods addicted.
1: We've become addicted to the $450, 63-inch flat screen TV made in China. Yeah. And and yeah. we don't ask the question, how can it be that much cheaper? And if you really understand manufacturing, I, I can give you the answers. If you really want to know, I could tell you how it's cheaper, you know. But and it's not necessarily because it's any better. It, it, it has to do with the whole way China's run and the, and the way they do things and the, also the exploitation of worker. The other thing that's going to happen when we um, – if we bring manufacturing back, this – manufacturing jobs actually you know, are jobs where people get paid pretty well.
0: That's you know? right.
1: And it's going to raise the standard of living across the board. So I look forward to that. The problem with uh, restarting the manufacturing system is it's going to take time. It, it is a, you know, that is a three to five year process. And it's going to take ch- time for, you know, the, the people who purchase the product to actually start doing the value conversion from just price to overall value and start looking at it a bigger way. Um, yes. One thing I do want to sh- do is I want to shout out to two American manufacturers, two automotive builders that are starting to build ventilators. And one is Tesla out in California. They're starting to build Good. ventilators and then Ford motor company, uh, made mention yesterday that they're going to start building them too. So this need for ventilators, you were talking about, Jay. And again, yeah. you're looking at, there's probably an eight week from start to finish before yes. they, they start producing. Um, but still, you know, and depending on the licensing and all that stuff, but, you know, they can make them pretty quick. You're going to start seeing a supply of them. I don't know what their capacity is going to be or what that is. Um, it's, it, it won't meet the demand, but it's going to start addressing the issue, which I, you know, I just think, that again shows American exceptionalism, and that's what's so beautiful about manufacturing. Is you can, not everybody who makes one thing can make something else, but there is some flexibility inside that. So,
0: and we're going to have to do this because I'm going to, am going to, I want our listeners to 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 to, to hear this. I've been there. There have been interesting uh, reports uh, by economists, r- credible economists that I've mm-hmm. been reading. Guess who's buying all the stock that Americans have been selling off. Guess who's been buying up all the gold? The price of gold, uh, the value of gold has declined by 5%. Guess who's buying up all the gold, all the stock? China? Yeah. Yeah. So when the market rebounds, as it will, who's going to come out on top of all of this?
1: We got to take a break. That was a question I was going to ask later. But yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back. Hey, we're back. This is Mike Sherrick with Jason Hill, and this is Into the Gap. Hey, everyone. Jay's, Jay's located in Elgin, Illinois. In, For the time uh, being, I'm a
0: Chicago, I'm a proud Lakeview <laughs> resident.
1: But. As he just dismisses his current uh, uh, suburban location. Yeah. Hey, listen. No, I,
0: it's, huh? it's my second home. It's but, your second you know. home. Yeah.
1: But you're yeah. a proud Lakeview resident. Yeah. In the People's
0: Republic of Chicago. Yeah. I'm a city slicker boy. There you go.
1: Hey, listen, we're, we're taking calls today. We've had a call from Pennsylvania and a call from the UK. So if anybody, nobody from Chicago's called. So if you want to call in, feel free. 877 Eight seven 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 one one five six, one one uh yeah jay, this is um this is really interesting, you know we we've kind of looked at what's been going on, we've looked at what was going on in uh in you know the u k uh Rocca was talking about what's going on in in p a uh you know, and it's kind of this dichotomy there's you know people doing amazing cool things, and there's people being you know schmucks, um, yeah, and it's kind of be expected um I, I want to talk to you especially you know, I, I'm so blessed to have you here with us is I, I want to talk to you about what do you see if we go forward 18 months, what do you see comes out of this thing We're, we've already had an election, yeah. you know, what, what do you, what do you see the future
0: is going to look like after this? You know, I think going back to the supply, the supply uh, chain that you talked about. Yeah. I, I, I think... think that's
1: ultimately the biggest deal that's coming out of this thing.
0: I agree with you, Mike, and yeah. I think I think we're going to find we're going to find that we have to decouple ourselves ourselves from China in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find, and we, we don't have, and this bothers me mm-hmm. as someone who respects in the division of labor mm-hmm. the role that each person has to play. We don't we don't respect the American laborer in this. No, country. we don't need more. We did it one time, and we did it one time, but we don't. We and, can, you know, you know what, to, Jay?
1: I want to do a show on that because I it. I have some facility and understanding of unions, and I would love yeah. to talk about the the absence of appreciation in the American worker and American labor. So, absolutely, yeah. Mike.
0: Absolutely, the, yeah. the the disdain, the disregard that with which either unconsciously or consciously we yeah. regard, and these 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 people, like small businesses, not the multinational corporations, mm-hmm. the backbone of this country, are not academics. So yeah. hard to surprise you, academics are small businesses. Absolutely, right. They're the backbone of this country. And the laborers, the workers, mm-hmm. you know, are, are the foot soldiers. Absolutely. And, and I think going forward, we're going to, to bring the manufacturing jobs back and decouple ourselves from, from, from China and they're, they're poison laden, inferior goods. I wanna emphasize that. Yeah. They're inferior goods, they're, they're horrible. Uh, they're laced with all kinds of, of, of toxic materials that mm-hmm. children put in their mouths that we put in our bodies. Um, we're going well, The, to the have reason some, that is,
1: Jay, uh, is, is, is there's no um, – it, it's such a corrupt regime over there that yeah. there, there's, no, um, there's no rules of, of – there's no environmental rules. There's no uh, safety rules for consumers. There's none of that. It's just about pure, unadulterated
0: profit. Profit, and, exactly. And, and
1: that's what it's about. You know, it's funny. But, last, last night I was, uh, I was having a hard time falling asleep, and I, at 1130 I turned on the Twilight Zone all right, on MeTV, right? And and what it was about was this guy who owned a manufacturing facility and he was going to automation and he had this argument. This is 1967. There was an argument about uh, productivity and efficiency over human contribution. 1967, 53 years ago, right? Yeah. And it was, I don't know if these guys were geniuses or it was teed up to do it, but it was so about what's happening today. And in yeah. the end, of course, it broke bad and this guy's overwhelmed and the whole thing goes to hell. But, you know, it because it's a twilight zone. But it was, you know, it was this futuristic thing, including having key cards. It was remarkable. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. remarkable.
0: So, yeah. And, you know, another thing, Mike, that you thought, what I hope, what, well, this, I don't, I'm not, a, you know, I can't prognosticate. I'm not a clairvoyant. But <laughs> what I hope will happen in 18 months is that we realize that our service, the service sector the, and the workers, like the grocery store mm-hmm. workers and the and the laborers and the and the, the people who, who who work in the the construction workers yeah. that we see a rise in vocational schools in this country. I so hope so. Because right, you know what? I don't you,
1: think we need any rest, any more restaurant manager majors, you know?
0: And I don't think we need any more PhDs in philosophy. Speaking as someone who has a PhD in philosophy. Yeah. I think we have enough. Damn, philo- excuse me. I'm going to curse. Damn philosophers. Yeah, and, and I and I don't and think academics in this country.
1: And I don't think we either need gender studies or gay studies or black study programs either. I'm not sure those no, are providing no. much value. No, in there,
0: fact, so. you know, if I were president, I would shut all of that nonsense down. Oh, I know. That's
1: I brought that up just to spark you, just so you know,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I know your position on it. That was a tee exactly. up, my friend, and you ripped it right down the middle. I love that. So, we need more plumbers. We need more carpenters. We need yeah. more uh, you know. We need more electricians. We need we need people who are the backbone of of this country's nation yeah. and the people who risk. How many philosophers do you know are out there risking their lives, volunteering, uh, working extra hours yeah. uh, at the grocery stores? I mean these 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 clerks who are putting their their lives at risk every single day. Right. Thank God, Target just raised Target just raised like the you know two dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. for the, for their average worker because these workers are putting their lives at risk. No. That's... So I want to see something like a health like a recovery of a healthy nationalism. Yeah. You know, a healthy patriotism, not a sort of like mindless flag waving.
1: Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to see nationalistic po- politics <clears throat> like before, but I do want to no, see no. I do want to see something show up where there's a national pride and yes. we really understand what it means to be free and what liberty looks like. Cuz I'll tell you what one of the challenges I'm having, and I've, I've, you know, I've said some things that people might think I'm crazy about, but you know, the, the most important thing to me is that we may remain free and we have liberty. And I'm very concerned, and I get where it's coming from, but I'm yes. very concerned about some of the things that – some of the you know, edicts that are being put forth by, yes. by the governors um, that are right on the edge <coughs> of you know, breaching individual freedoms and rights. You know? yes. Uh, yes. I've got some friends, my brother being one of them. And I love the guy, and uh, he's pretty—he's pretty irritated about you know the whole uh, right of free assembly in the First Amendment, you know. And then there's a yeah. Dave Chappelle thing that says, "Listen, if you break the First Amendment, that's why we have the Second one." <laughs> so, that's right. You yeah, know, so you know, and true. and you don't want to see that happen, but you understand where it comes from, you know. Yes, and yes. Um, and so yeah, it's just it—it's we've never been in times like this. I, I think. Do you have any? words of wisdom because you are a provider of wisdom for people out there that are really under stress or feeling isolated or lonely or upset or anything like that is there anything you, you'd want to put in
0: for them well it goes back to what i say about building new communities you know yeah. i mean certainly we can't have like you know social gap you know dropping over because especially if you're still working you, you know you don't know if you're exposed but you know get back on the phone we remember me used to you know like how you and i call each other during the week and yeah. we talk yeah we just chat about yeah. ideas and about our lives. Yeah, People need to get back on the phone and reconnect with old friends yeah. and, and use this time to establish, reestablish intimacy in their lives. Because yeah. I think the whole notion of we've become so caught up with, and myself included, so successful, so goal-oriented, so yeah. driven. That's why we're suffering from a, an epidemic of loneliness. I would say people should just reach out and, and get on the phone, check in with their friends have long intimate conversations on the phone there's I know I, I know I sound like a dinosaur when I say this but I said this <laughs> to my, I said this to my students before mm-hmm. the last day of class I said do not text your friends and say I'm checking in for God's sake pick the phone up yeah hear the hear the other person's voice hear the pathos yeah in that person's voice because something in that will resonate with your humanity yeah. and it's very transformative when you hear another person's voice well, and you're responding no to it there's no doubt there's no doubt about that. You, you know? know what I'm going to do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to
1: create some kind of Zoom thing. I could have 100 people on a Zoom line this yeah. week, and I'll put it on social media. And what we can do is we can just have people check in and say yo or, and, you know,
0: yes. you call
1: me stupid, which seems to be kind of the prevalent thoughts lately. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> people are people feel, people feeling
0: lonely. You know? Yeah, people they are. People feel you, isolated.
1: You know, it's so funny you said that. I got uh, probably... I probably heard from a dozen people uh, yeah. this week that I would say I wouldn't most of the time my phone calls are scheduled, right? Yeah. And these were Same here. Yeah, yeah, these were unscheduled phone calls that I got. Probably a dozen of them from people I don't I haven't heard from in quite some time. And each and every conversation was a remarkable, remarkable experience. You know, see that that's and what and I'm talking was, about. It was really cool. I am actually coming out of this thing hopeful. I don't know why. I probably because I'm a glass half full guy all the time anyway. But,
0: uh... Yeah. Well, I, I'm a I'm a, a a romantic realist. By that I mean, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> it, realistic about human nature, but I'm I'm, I'm an eternal optimist by nature.
1: Yeah. And a I
0: romantic. Mean, I, and a romantic by nature. And romantic by nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the true sense of the word. It, it, and, it, and yeah. I, and it, I what love, I mean by that is in pure sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the human. I love humanity. And I love I love the human species. And I believe in the best within within the human being within the individual. Yeah. And, I, and you know how I felt as, as an immigrant, how, how I've traveled all across. I've been to like 95 countries and I say America is my favorite country. Americans are my favorite people. Yeah. Uh, because they possess a, a can-do, benevolent, um, never give up. I mean, they will never be a doom and gloom, yeah. you know, sort of people.
1: Well, brother, uh, we're going to have to shut this puppy down. I want to say thank Hello. you to everybody. And while people are just sitting around not knowing what to do, pick up a copy of Jay's book, We Have Overcome. It's a remarkable book. It, and if you want to connect to American exceptionalism and what's possible, I, I really high, highly recommend the book because it's really, and, yeah. It's and up pick, with up, it.
0: pick up Mike's book, Berwin Rules. <laughs>
1: that's a little it dumber made, it, but yeah it made
0: me it, you made me laugh it I will don't make laugh. it will make everyone reading. laugh it will make everyone when i'm laugh. reading i don't laugh that easily <laughs> yeah.
1: thank you everyone we'll talk next week we don't know what the show is about we'll keep you informed see you next bye, week thanks great. to everyone thanks randall for your work terry thank you for listening thanks for everybody thanks to our buddy from the uk and rocco for calling in so thank you everyone have a great week
3: and we're leaving I with the safe. dead i love this bye guys